0: From the heart of Appalachia, located under a shopping mall near the city that moves mountains, you're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum with Goose and Dirty Dan. Opening music this week is another song from Stone 11 entitled Let Me Down. Hello, everyone. I'm Goose, and welcome to Here to Chew Bubblegum. On the show this week, we're going to be featuring the last Here to Chew Bubblegum radio show. March 20th of this year was the date, and when I say last, that's not meant to be permanent. We're simply taking a break and working on a special project. Our radio show will return. So now let's get the show started. I'm going to turn it over to myself, Dirty Dan and Simon for the last Here to Chew Bubblegum Radio Show.
1: Greetings. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick some I'm saying I'm all out of bubblegum,
2: baby. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here.
0: Oh, there you go. There you go. Tribute to Scott Hall there from Simon. Simon, how are you doing this week? We missed you last week, buddy. I missed you guys too. I
2: missed you all too, man. It's been a crazy last week. Had a death in the family and stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, you're in our thoughts and prayers as always, and uh, your family is as well. Uh, Big news this uh, we're going to be taking a break from the radio show for a little while. We're not exactly going to tell you why. Uh, as if yet. We also don't know how long. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. and uh, But we will be back. Just keep uh, watching the website here at chewbubblegum.com and uh, listening on the podcast show. Uh, for the month of April on the podcast show, you will get a best of series. And uh, we will start back on, uh, I guess it's May the 1st, right? Is that the first Sunday in May?
1: Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. May the 1st and. I don't know what we're doing for it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't either. But we will be back with new podcast shows then. Uh, the radio show, once we find out exactly what is uh, going on with uh, some stuff behind the scenes, and it's nothing bad. It's, it's flattering. It, it's good. It's what we've worked and strived for. Uh, I will give you a hint, and it's a big platform. So if you've listened to the podcast show, then you know exactly what we're talking about. But we're going to get started with some listener email this week. And Simon, we'll start out with you.
2: Uh, this is from Last Name Sloan. Hey, guys. Great show last week. miss Simon on the show. I hope that all is okay with him. With the Russian invasion of Ukraine, what is your thoughts on some reports that claim a higher powers intervened in some of the attacks? Roswell.
1: Dirty Dan, do you want to answer that first? Well, uh, I did do a story on it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I am kind of... Uh, as we talked about, it seems that every time the race or the, the the collective of people on the planet has just done screwed up so bad, them higher beings just come in, reset everything, and, uh, you know, start over again. Uh, this This could definitely be... Um something that they're looking at, like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. And uh, you know, maybe they are intervening. I I kind of think they are. Um they're, they're, <laughs> there's some funny TikTok coming from it. You know, oh yeah, it's never yeah. funny, but there are yeah. some yeah. real amusing TikToks on it. Uh and on eBay, uh, I saw this, I was actually laughing with my boss about it. Uh, there is a farmer who has pulled two uh transport vehicles and a tank onto his property, surrounded him, and they are
0: listed for sale. Really? So if anybody
1: wants some Russian equipment, get over to eBay and get your bid in now because they didn't get in <sighs> Saturday.
0: You know, I mean, and, and, and I've heard reports about a higher being, higher power stopping missiles and this and that. And, you know, I'm I'm going to be honest with you, Yeah, and we were talking a little bit before we started recording. I told my mom earlier today, I don't know what to believe anymore. You know, I don't know what news reports to believe. I don't know what not to believe. I have no clue what's going on. I'm not over there. I don't know what's going on over there.
1: Speaking of that, I uh, saved a video and meant to send it to y'all. And with my crazy week, I totally
0: forgot to. Well, hey, brother, that is the first time you've ever forgot anything like that. Uh, I wish I could say that, but I can't. So we'll overlook it this week. Simon, what's your thoughts on all that stuff coming out about how uh, higher power intervened and stopped a missile and uh, attacks and so forth and all that stuff?
2: Definitely my prayers go out to the people in Ukraine and Russia. I know Russia isn't wanting this war either, and uh, I'm not going to try to get too political. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, I'm sure that some of them are – christians out there and i mean i mean there's been stories of angels saving people and stuff so i mean it's not other possibility.
0: no no i and i'm not saying it's impossible at all you know i mean that would be very possible i'm just saying that there's so much min- misinformation that it's hard to determine what is exactly true and what is happening over there
1: i uh i just got sent two memes <laughs> about this subject, actually. Really? And the first one, I guess, it's a picture of a, a tweet. It says, driving on the road towards Kiev, and the radio announcer is giving out instructions on how to make Molotov cocktails. <laughs> and then the second one, uh, you know that, that I don't know if he's blonde hair, red hair, that younger looking guy that's always just looking in the distance and you see this side of his face? Yeah, yeah. Like It's three phases of him, and it says, when you're laughing at World War Three memes and suddenly the sun rises at midnight. Oh yeah, and, and yeah. it's got it's got you know normal yeah semi it. yeah it's just yeah well that's definitely not assignment. a good
0: thing. That means there's a nuclear bomb if it's sunrise at midnight. So yeah, uh, Dirty Dan, you want to take the next email?
1: Certainly, we got Bethany writing in. And says hello on your podcast show. Sunday you mentioned a new book by T.D. Barnes where he exposes some secrets about Area 51. Do you think this could start more people coming forward and exposing other things about Groom Lake? Thanks for your time and read my email. I'll listen for your answer. Peace, love, and Roswell, Bethany. Goose, what do you think?
0: Uh, I hope that it does encourage other people if they know stuff to come out and uh, tell what they know. Uh, especially now with the uh, uh, new organization that's supposed to be investigating this stuff to disclose it to the American people. I hope it does encourage more to disclose some. Um. Will it happen? Possibly. Uh, Will people, government officials, if they don't want some stuff out, try to downplay it? Probably. Uh, Could those people end up not being hurt from again? Probably. Uh, But, you know, I do think that this will encourage, uh, especially if this book does good. Uh, And, you know, we... We're talking a little bit Sunday about what it was about. And, you know, Area 51 was originally called Station D. And the CIA, I mean, and this shows how far back it goes. They, The current CIA historian was not aware that it was ever called Station D. And uh, the guy had the records to prove it. And so, you know, that just lets you know that there's stuff there that may be forgotten in files filed away somewhere
1: needed no basis. and clearly the new cia uh intelligence officer didn't need to know
0: right yeah what do you think dirty dan do you think that will encourage more people to come forward
1: um i think it'll give more people the idea to come forward Mm -hmm. um i think like any major scandal groundbreaking event news title you know um, it's going to be slow at first, and they're probably going to sit back and watch and see how TD Barnes fares out. If uh, you know, TD goes off for a drive one night to the store and never comes back, right? Um, then you know, I don't think too many people are going to come out about it. Um, I think <clears throat> some people might take the route of the one pilot where it's like a, a, a memoir, kind of a yeah. dying deathbed kind of note, right? Um, I, I think we'll always have that, but I, I I just don't know, especially with with detrimental information, right. how how much is gonna come.
0: I can't remember the exact number, but I was I have read before doing research that for one person that comes out that's telling the truth and you know, it is the truth of what they witnessed or saw or worked on, I'm I'm thinking there may have been twenty three that are just totally fabricated, you know. Uh, out of, you know, just if you've got one telling the truth, the following 23, most of the time will be completely made up and just people, you know, trying to gain, you know, uh, either fame or financial success from that.
1: Or of those 23, how many people are being told to say that?
0: Well, you know, I had never thought of that that way. That's a very, very interesting point. Uh, when you
1: got four or five of them coming out with the same stuff.
0: Yeah um simon what do you think what what's your take on all that
2: uh i'm sure like dirty dan said it'll be we'll find out like if he goes missing and stuff nobody's gonna want to say what they know about area 51 and all that man but to be honest with you i, I don't blame them either i mean right. who, who who would want to if the guy goes missing who would want to speak out on what they know about that area as well yeah uh, Creed writes in he says I just watched
0: ancient aliens and wanted to hear your opinion the uh, episode dealt with shadow people it touched upon that and went through different possibilities uh, from them being from other dimensions to even humans not being able to see certain light spectrums it also made me think that other life could be among us but is but it but it is unseen by most very interesting episode I'm not sure what I believe but Uh, on that just yet and i'm undecided anyway what's your take on that dirty dan what's your take on that we
1: have been talking about some of those things a lot here in the last couple weeks uh especially on the podcast and um first off i love ancient aliens um around long enough to enjoy it when it was live on history channel the first season um and uh you know watched all the wonderful memes develop from <laughs> the one guy georgio just uh, <laughs> but uh the crazy hair. anyway yeah. um they that that shows honestly what opened my eyes to actually thinking outside the normal spectrum on on a lot of that stuff and wanting to research um instead of just saying, oh, huh, I don't know what that is. And then, you know, moving on about my day. Um, so there's always a lot of good points to take away from that. There's also a lot of far-fetched stuff. And like Rebecca says, you always got to do your research, do your yeah. own research, see what you can find. You know, a lot of it's hidden out there and you got to dig for it. So don't dis- don't be discouraged by that if you just type something into the Google box and you don't see the results you're hoping or, or wanting for. Go to page like Three hundred and twenty-one. Don't just go to like one and two.
0: And you get a lot of people nowadays that are lazy and don't want to do the research. And then you say something that they don't agree with, and they want to argue on on it when they've not researched or looked into it at all.
1: You know, if you can't argue both sides of the point, your opinion's invalid. Period. Down the story. I'm not saying you have to agree with either side, both sides, or, or you know anything. But if you can't argue both sides, meaning you haven't done your research. Shut up.
0: (laughs) Simon, uh, what do you think about Creed's email?
2: Uh, man, doing research and stuff on UFOs and everything, man. It's not, uh, it's not uncommon that they just disappear in thin air, man. So, uh, it's definitely very interesting and I'm looking forward to doing more research on UFOs and aliens and figures and everything, man. I actually got a sent, a book from, uh, an author from Greene County, Pennsylvania. Uh, Greene Castle County? Yeah. yeah. Not that I live there. It's supposed to be a hotbed for UFO sightings. His name is Kevin Paul. Definitely look forward to having him on, and maybe you guys can have him on your show as well. He's, he's very knowledgeable on UFOs, aliens, Bigfoot, it's even got ghost stories in it. It's got everything encrypted, man. And he sent that to me. Definitely appreciate him doing that. And I look forward to reading that. Try. I didn't mean to plug. His- no, no,
0: you're 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 totally fine, brother. Uh, do you when you're take- gonna do
1: that? Just remember, Simon, you gotta go shameless plug, and then continue your sentence. Yeah,
0: there you <laughs> go. Sh-
2: shameless plug. Yeah. You want
0: have uh, you ever saw any shadow people?
2: Uh no I have not I've seen mist like uh go through my hand and stuff like outside my house during a ghost hunting investigation right that's the closest thing yeah I've We've never saw on our
1: property shadow we got people got two on our property
0: you've got two shadow persons
1: there are two shadow people on our property and it is scaring the daylights out of us and never do the same thing twice so really? we have no idea what to do oh th- and there's a plethora of Spirits and entities and energies that are on this property. There's right. also a family, a longtime family graveyard on this property. Um, but but there's 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 some dark stuff here too.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, Simon, you want to take the next email?
2: This is from Gregory. Hey Goose, Dirty Dan, and Simon. I was relaxing over the weekend and watching scary movies. What is the scariest movie you have saw, and what scares you, Roswell?
0: Uh, well, for me, uh, when I was younger. I think probably the the second Friday the Thirteenth. I think that was the scariest movie I saw when I was younger. As I've got older, I think Jaws is probably one of the scariest movies I've ever saw. Because you know I've been in the ocean. I've been out where it's swimming level, and I don't do that now because I'm a lot older and and wiser than what I done than what I was when I was younger. But just the thought of getting out there and swimming and not knowing what's underneath you is just, that just it strikes fear into me. And the movie Jaws, the way that they filmed it, the way that they did it, that just strikes fear into me. What about you, Simon?
2: Uh, Honestly, no movie scares me, but uh, Batman Begins was so terrible it scared me. I fell asleep. <laughs> well, so fell asleep when I was a little kid watching it. Wow. Well. There you go. What about you,
0: Dirty Dan? Foot loose.
2: Foot loose.
1: <laughs> uh, Scares me for a plethora of reasons, but no, um, I'm I'm that guy that's that everybody hates in the theaters because the scarier the movie, the funnier it is to me. Right. Um, I don't know if that's just my trauma that I've gone through and 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 lived and dealt with, or it's just my sick personality. Um, but like the. Um, any any motion picture it's based really off a, a true story like Memphis Belle. Yeah, the first time I saw that movie, uh, I was I was extremely scared. A huge aviation buff, um, as we all know, and growing up in military family, and seeing a sense of what my grandpa went through, like I, I honestly, I mean, I was shoot seven or eight years old when it came out on vhs and you know my dad and i rushed down to to the video store and we got it and it scared the crap out of me seeing how tore up that stuff got
0: right you know i mean and i've always been a huge fan of scary movies and honestly uh the last time that i turned the tv on was back and on Christmas Eve, because I was watching on repeat 24 Hours of a Christmas Story, I don't watch much TV anymore, period. Now, last year, uh, I watched it more probably than I had, you know, the other couple of years because of the pandemic and so forth. But I've not – I don't – I mean, I watch stuff on my phone or, you know, if I watch stuff, I read a lot. I, I, I do read a lot, so – um, the last movie that I saw, um, I wanted to see the new Jackass movie with my son a few weeks ago when it came out, but he, he backed out on me. So we didn't get to go see that. Um, I cannot remember the last movie that I saw. Uh, it was uh, ghostbusters, the ghostbusters movie. That was the last one I saw the new one.
1: What Avengers movie came out in 2019?
0: Was that in game?
1: I think so. That's the last one I saw.
0: Yeah. I think that was the last one they made. That's the one where Iron Man died. Correct?
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: yeah See, yeah. I don't,
1: I don't fit very well in movie yeah. theater seats. So.
0: Well, you're just not going to the right movie theaters. No,
1: like, well, I, I, you know, the last two years they have, I've seen as they've opened back up, like they got recliners and stuff. in yeah, yeah. I'll fall asleep. I'm, Cause if I'm going to sit in a comfy chair, I'm gonna fall asleep. Cause I don't sleep enough. So I'm,
0: I'm going to be honest and I want yours and Simon's opinion on this. I think within the next seven years, if not sooner, that movie theaters will be a thing of the past.
2: I agree.
1: I mean, it's, it's, I think they're going to be more movie taverns and movie theaters. I'll, I'll get down with movie tavern. Right. I got a couple of the big old,
0: I don't know, man. And- I don't even know if, if, if you'll have that. Now, and and I could be totally wrong, but I just think in the next seven years that movie theaters will be a thing of the past. That's just me, you know, and I and I, and I hope that I am wrong because you've still got a lot of mom-and-pop movie theaters that do exist in this country, you know. see um, in this area. Very- so, yeah, definitely, you know, and I hope that I'm wrong, but I just... Have a feeling that I think they'll I think, shut down. I think there will be, I think you're right in terms of
1: big court movie theaters. I don't think mom and pop ones will get shut down.
0: Well, you have to look though, if they start charging more to uh, lease the movie or, or, you know, show the movie, whatever they do, you know, the theater has to pay for that,
1: you know. Yeah, but, but also look at the resurgence of drive ins and in what they're doing how they're going about that.
0: Yeah. Well, and drive-ins are kind of making a comeback a
1: little bit. And that's what so. I'm saying. I don't think it's the mom and pops have the freedom and the ability a lot easier than a whole corporate shift to make a change, to try and survive or okay. make a comeback like drive-ins. Right. I think, <laughs> I think the corporations are all going to try and change to a movie tavern style or like an old dinner theater style.
0: Right now. Um, a hey, dinner theater, awesome. That, that that would be great, you know.
1: I don't think movie theaters are going to be around to show new movies long enough. I think it's all going to be ready available, and that's why I think that the mom and pops and, and the drivings making the comeback are going to flourish over the big ones. Right.
0: Uh, you want to take the next email, and then I'll wrap it up with the last one?
1: All right. We got Benjamin writing in. Says, hello, here to chew bubble gum. I know that you don't talk politics on the show, and without doing that, what's your thoughts on everything going on in the world today?
0: Me, I mean, like I said, I I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. No, I'm not saying I'm from Missouri, you know, the show me state, where you're like, well, I don't believe it until I see it. But people's reputation nowadays in, in news media is not very dependable. Dirty Dan?
1: Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my my mouth shut on this one and just say I am just focused on getting our property in shape now that uh it's finally thawing out uh-huh. and uh, smoking some meat. That's that's all. I'm okay,
0: know. so you 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 must have disagreed with what I said. Not at all. I just don't know
1: how to put it so politically correct. Got you. Got you. Okay.
0: uh, That was was very kind, sir. Very professional. Uh, Dempsey writes in. Hey, everyone. It's Dempsey here. I just wanted to uh, tell you that I really enjoyed the show last week. Keep the ear uh, ear candy coming, Roswell, my friends. Thank you very much, Dempsey. Uh, I want to thank everyone for uh, writing in. Don't forget, you can always call, text, or leave a voicemail. Six zero six three seven three 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 nine six, or they can email. How can they email us, Dirty Dan?
1: Well, uh, carrying, caring, Excuse me. Um, don't you dare write that out. <sighs> got
0: to give no, people some. No, no, I'm i so, uh, I'm uh, uh, tagging the episode length. Uh, got
1: gotcha. So I think an email in goose at here to chew dirty Dan at here to chew Or Simon at here to chew You can always email into the show, Ned or Elliot here to chewbubblegum at yahoo.com
0: Simon do you want to take us out to break I want
2: to thank you
0: for listening here at your bubblegum and we'll be back in just a
2: moment
1: I want to hold you high and steal my
2: pain away there's so much left to learn
0: Father, I have a new podcast entitled Beyond the Paranormal, which is on every Tuesday night on Beyond the Paranormal YouTube page. And we'll be streaming shortly on our Facebook page as well. If you want some information on the paranormal and cryptids, such as UFOs, Bigfoot, Dogman, come and check out Beyond the Paranormal every Tuesday on Beyond the Paranormal podcast YouTube site, and also soon on our Facebook page. Keep checking back, folks. We're going to have a lot of great guests, a lot of great information. Have a good one.
3: Are you a horror movie fan? Yeah, I dig horror movies. Are you searching for a great internet horror talk radio show to listen to? Why sure, that sounds quite spiffy. Then you need to tune in to Deadpit.com. It's the original horror talk radio show. Deadpit is a show by the fans and for the fans. Uncensored and unbiased opinions of their goal of the show, giving fans honest reviews on new films and vintage classics of the horror genre. Make Deadpit.com your number one horror station destination.
2: Take a lighter look into the darker side of the world. Join Elliot, Charity, and Beagle as they jump into the dark abyss of hauntings, fables, UFOs, and beyond. The Spooky Family Podcast. You can find them where you listen to quality podcasts. <laughs> One, two,
1: three, and a four, and a- we can dance if you want to, we can leave your friends behind because the friends
2: so bad. And if they don't ask me, they no friends of mine Say, we can go when we want to Place me there, we'll never find And we can act like we come from out to this world with the real one far behind That's Top uh,
0: Goose man. and Dirty Dan Give the guys a break They're not that bright <laughs>
1: You're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum With Goose, Dirty Dan, and Simon
0: we're back, and we're going to start out segment one with Dirty Dan and Dirty Damn. What do you have for us this week? Uh
1: story is titled, What I Saw That Night Was Real. Is it time to take aliens more seriously?
0: Oh, uh-huh. very interesting. I can't wait to hear it. Huh. So, according to the Observer
1: and the Guardian, the Pentagon has been quietly investigating unidentified flying objects since 2007. The fact that they think they might exist is good news to those who claim to have seen them. In June, the U.S. government published a long-awaited report in UFOs. Although the report did not, as many had hoped, admit to the existence of little green men, it did reveal that not only were objects appearing in our skies that the Pentagon, which controls the U.S. military, could not explain, but some clearly pose a safety of flight issue that may pose a challenge to U.S. national security. The Pentagon also revealed that it has been taking UFOs so seriously that in 2007, it discreetly set up the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or AATIP, which has been gathering data on unexplained aerial phenomena, or UAPs, ever since. The unclassified version of the report, because there was no classified version seen only by the U.S. lawmakers, found no clear indications that there is any non-terrestrial explanation for the sightings, but neither did it rule it out. The report offered five typically mundane possible explanations for the UFOs and a crucially one catch all other bin. It's that other bin that has arrested and uh, the attention of stargazers and conspiracy theorists. If the U.S. military has been quietly and seriously investigating UFOs and if the Pentagon's official report cannot rule out the existence of those extraterrestrials, is it time we looked at claims again of those close encounters and the people who have made them? Enthusiasm for UFOs and ETs has permeated popular culture ever since the U.S. Air Force balloon crashed near Roswell in 1947, allegedly. Conspiracy theorists confused the balloon for a UFO. The U.S. government did a lousy job debunking those claims, and they quickly captured the public's imagination. Fast forward to 1961, when Barney and Betty Hill told the world's first alien abduction story. Andrew Abita, professor of psychology at Rutgers University, co-authored We are not alone. A study into why some of us want to believe in aliens. Abida explains that belief in aliens is akin to uh, religiosity, unfounded beliefs, and unfalsifiable ideas, which require a leap of faith. People have a need to feel their lives are meaningful. And these beliefs might suggest that there's something bigger out there. There's something more important going on, Abida says. I tell Abida about an interview I carried out with a young man in Florida. The man who did not want to be named described an ambiguous close encounter that took place during his sleep when i asked him what he preferred the truth to be a real encounter or merely a vivid dream the young man said he would prefer to be true because that would mean he was special i can imagine being a protagonist in an alien abduction story seems pretty meaningful like a meaningful achievement an accomplishment Abita says that feeling of specialness plays an important role in these stories feeling like your unexplained experience is a result of alien abduction just seems more exciting and more important than a natural explanation still the topic of alien encounters remains sensitive i discovered just how sensitive when author whitley Stryber, who some claim was abducted by non-humans in 1985 terminated our call after learning that i had not read his books in a subsequent email he wrote i don't know if i was abducted by aliens or not the whole point of my work is to describe what happened to me in an attempt to understand what it was i was turned into an alien abductee whitley striver by the media that is not my position he added you are lost in space when it comes to this subject my friend all of you after i got off the wrong on the wrong foot with Stryber, Though, he did come back and introduce me to highly decorated former U.S. Navy cryptologist Matthew Roberts. He was stationed on the aircraft carrier USS Theodore Roosevelt when fighter jets recorded the infamous Gimbal and Go Fast videos of unexplained objects off the Florida coast during 2015, which went a long way to prompting the Pentagon's UFO report now retired from the military roberts is unmoved by the debunkers these things are picked up by multiple sensors that are sometimes from different manufacturers so to think that they would all be glitching the same way at the same time is just impossible it just does not happen that way mick west a science writer and video game programmer turned conspiracy theory debunker offers his own more quote-unquote down-to-earth explanations for the objects arguing that mundane things tech glitches camera glare balloons and birds are more likely than aliens However, now even the Pentagon has conceded there's more to UFOs than that. In its nine-page report, it states, most of the UAP reported probably do represent physical objects, given that a majority of UAP were registered across multiple sensors to include radar, infrared, electro-optical, weapon seekers, and visual observation. In other words, there is something out there, and these images were not technical glitches. I asked Roberts about a theory put forward by West that the gimbal object was a glare caused by nearby aircraft. All aircraft, nationally, internationally, have to broadcast who they are. If they're not broadcasting, that that's very unusual. Mick West, bless his soul, he has never been in the military, he says. Roberts explains that after the 9-11 terrorist attacks, unidentified air tracks escalate very quickly. It will go to the captain, it will go to the admiral, and they'll want to know what it is because the thought is immediately... Is this a commercial airliner? Has it been hijacked? We're not as incompetent as Mick West would have you believe. If something is unidentified, it absolutely has to be identified immediately. Despite the debunkers and proliferation of more mundane explanations for UFOs, reports of close encounters have persisted for decades. Terry Lovelace, a retired assistant attorney general in Vermont, the author of Incident at Devil's Den, kept his abduction to himself for over 40 years due to fear of losing his job. He had a close encounter in 1977 while serving in the U.S. Air Force. Now 67, Lovelace was on a camping trip in Devil's Den State Park in northern Arkansas with a friend and colleague named Toby when things got strange. They were sitting around a fire, struggling to chatter over the din of buzzing crickets and croaking tree frogs before everything went quiet. That sounds kind of cliched, out of a movie, but that is exactly what happened to us, he says. Three bright lights appeared on the horizon and moved in their direction. When the lights were overhead, they could see what they were emanating from a black triangular prism as wide as two city blocks. A blue laser beam darted over them, which Loveless thought was scanning them. When it shut off, they became sleepy. Next thing, he woke and saw Toby peering out of the tent. The triangle was hovering above what appeared to be a dozen children standing in the middle below them. What are these kids doing out here in the middle of the night? They aren't little kids. Don't you remember they took us and they hurt us, Toby answered. Lovelace says in the moment, Toby said that fragmented memories of being inside a UFO flashed in his mind. Years later, hypnosis helped him fill in more blanks and he actually recalled encountering creatures while inside. For some, the fact that the Pentagon has finally admitted it cannot explain the behavior of the objects <clears throat> may have been a surprise for PC Alan Godfrey of 73 It merely proves what he already knows. <clears throat> On a windswept and wet West Yorkshire evening in November 1980, Godfrey was in hot pursuit of a herd of escaped cows in Todd Morden's housing estate. Instead of cows, he stumbled across a giant level, levitating diamond that would change the course of his life godfrey's close encounter with the ufo went viral worldwide and transformed todd Morden into britain's roswell godfrey a no-nonsense yorkshireman born and raised in autumn is long retired from the force but still recalls the events of that night when he came face to face with that particular object a diamond-shaped aircraft hovering five foot off the ground while spinning on its axis he had he just had time to sketch the ufo on his notepad before he was blinded in the next moment of conscious awareness he was sitting in his patrol car The ufo was gone I got out of the car, looked at the road surface, and it was like a whirlpool, he says. The UFO's rapid revolutions had arranged the dead leaves, twigs, and other debris into autumn-themed spiral. In the aftermath of this encounter, he had visits from the Ministry of Defense, correspondence from a Russian scientist, and interest in the world's press. He even underwent hypnosis to un- un- uncover memories of his abduction.
0: Um, and, um, <clears throat> Toby there in that story, he'd had several encounters, correct? Uh, Three or four, yeah. You know, and that's something we've talked about before on this show and the podcast show. You get somebody that just, they seem to be like a magnet for, you know, UFO sightings or encounters, uh, abductions, lost memories. And, you know, you get, and I'm not talking about just Toby, but several people like that. And they share all these similar stories and things happening and more than one experience. To me, as you know, trying to look at this non non judgmental with an open mind, you can't throw that to the side. I mean, that has to say something. What do you think, Simon?
2: I mean, uh, you was talking about Terry Lovelace. He has been on a uh, In Dark Places Junebug and uh, Jimmy Haunted, who was had his own online radio show. And uh, I've listened to that show, man. And Terry Lovelace is definitely a very intelligent guy. And uh, I don't seem like it don't seem like he would make up anything about seeing UFOs and all that stuff. So I find it very credible for sure. Right. Is there anything you
0: wanted to add, Dirty Dan, or were you were you? I mean, just just with
1: what Seth said, there's, you know, these people, Nick Pope uh, had actually said about Loveless and and Godfrey. um, And we've talked about Nick before. Yeah. Um, You know, a lot of these people that are coming out with these prominent stories. They have not a lot, but everything, and then some to lose by doing this, right? And they're not—they're not trying to seek out fame or fortune. They're trying to figure out what the heck happened to them.
0: And you—you um, you find that in a lot of cases. I mean, you talked about yeah. in that story, Betty and Barney Hill. I mean, if nobody wanted attention, I mean, you can just tell it had to be them because you know they were a uh, mixed couple I mean, in their the early '60s. Yeah, I mean, so. You know, you, you can't tell me that they did this for fame or fortune or they wanted attention. I would never believe that, you know, and I do believe what happened to them I because their, their story just sounds – there's just so much detail there, and you have to look at that time period. Like I said, who would want that attention? You know, I don't think they would want that. And, you know, there's there's a lot of stories that I have researched and do believe these people as credible
1: yeah and 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 a lot of the the stories you know you gotta look did they search for media or did the media search for them right um, right how many times has this story been told and look at the 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 relevance and the changes that have that <clears throat> are either there or not right um you know obviously if if they were sought out if their story hasn't changed and again they're like they're the, the hills lives are ruined yeah absolutely ruined yeah um you know i don't i don't think they were trying to have an out for anything in their in their marriage or their life no um and they were crucified for it yeah so a lot of these people who are people of you know a, a a high level of some sort somewhere who have everything and then some like i said to lose um their lives can be destroyed i don't I don't think they have any reason to be lying.
0: No, and now uh, there is one, uh, like uh, well-known name, and like the uh, abductions and sighting circle. His name's Corey Good. We've talked about him a little bit on the show. I'm on the fence about him. Uh, as of now, if I had to pick, I don't believe anything he says. I think that he does it for the uh, attention, for fame, for money. Um, I think you've even mentioned him before, haven't you, Simon? Corey Good. Yeah.
2: Oh, you I know don't he know is. who. He, I don't even know who he is, to oh, be honest. with okay, you. Okay, okay. But but I will tell you, Russ Kellett is a very credible. Oh yes, UFO adoptee.
0: Yes, 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 he is. Well, it's
1: like like it's it's one thing to rehearse something and you'll slip up in that story, but when you have to tell it time and time again and it never changes, like Corey Good, the the time he was gone changes, the time frame of it happening has changed. Well, I don't believe him
0: and. To me too, you can read some of his stories and to me it's like he's painting himself as a hero and a victor in all these stories. You know, and I just
1: victor of what?
0: Yeah, you know. Uh uh well, in his view, he's saved the world several times. He's saved planet Earth. But you know that was one thing that I noticed just doing a little bit of research on him and some of the stories that I had read that he had had said and interviews that he that's posted on YouTube. I'm thinking, this you know, I really don't believe this guy because he's like you know, uh, uh, Rambo you know versus aliens. He's saved us all. So um, See,
1: when when you call a news conference as a civilian really
0: yeah yeah and i i totally get what
2: you're saying there uh simon do you have anything for us this week i actually got a big uh, bigfoot sighting from last year here in not county it was one that earl told me but the reason why i'm mentioning it right now is because me and david are actually going to investigate this area and it was at the uh do you know where burgy's creek is where the bridge is yes yes i do if if you're familiar with Burgie's Creek, you know where the uh, waterfall is. You can kayak there and stuff, and some people swim there and stuff. Somebody was kayaking there last year, and they seen a Bigfoot walk above the uh, waterfall, and they they uh, said that they seen like a seven foot ape like creature walking. So definitely very creepy. And Earl said this person is very credible too. So. Definitely look forward to investigating that area in June.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You have to do a YouTube video on that as well when you do that. I'm we
2: will sorry. be, actually.
1: It was me. I was shirtless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you, uh, not uh, not uh, getting away from anything, but there's a, uh, and I wish I'd saved it and sent it to you guys. There was a TikTok video here recently of what people claim is a real Bigfoot sighting. And uh, it, basically all, all you see is the guy's forehead, Or you see a forehead and eyes and, like, the top of the nose, okay? And he's hid behind a tree. And the guy that's commentating, you know, he's like, I've made eye contact with him, I've spotted him. To me, it looks like a man that has used stage makeup and painted his face black. That's what it looks like to me. It does not look real. It does not look uh, uh, legit. Have you guys saw that?
2: No, but I seen the uh, statue in Georgetown that was going around on Facebook. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, see that that had actually uh, one of my friends posted that several years ago from the, like the little wood cutout thing. You know. Yeah. Now the the
1: the thing that gets me is like there's an actual disorder or disease called hyper hypertrichosis
0: right. that 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 makes you hairy. The, the where the werewolf the, syndrome. Yeah, yeah. You talking about the werewolf boys from Mexico? Yes.
1: Yeah, like the longest time until like their doctor shared the case they they thought there was little Bigfoots running around below yeah. the border like um I, I I've actually gotten to meet someone that that has had this condition and all I could think of was Chewbacca so if you got one of these cornfed sons around here
0: right you that, know that that has that <laughs> and I'm uh, you know that could be very possible in eastern Kentucky very possible yeah
1: So, I mean, we had blue people.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. We did. like, like there are actual medical conditions and some people might, you know, you can, you can focus on something by touching your screen when recording a video to make an image go out of focus and something else come in focus. And I saw a a TikTok, Um, I think it was in Georgia, uh, that a guy saw Bigfoot walking across the road, had the normal gait of a, of a large man, um, I like a similar walking style to me. Um, My size, if not a little bigger, um, pretty decent shape, but covered in hair. Right. And that like, I'm like that, that that's clearly just a very, unfortunately, hairy man. Yeah. That's not Bigfoot. And this guy is, and like, you can hear like a, so like, you know, he's like tapping his screen to try and get it to not focus on him. And and it comes into clarity twice, and you can tell it's a man, but he goes right, like moves his camera, like, oh, look right. at this Bigfoot I'm found, bro. <laughs> have a steady hand, come on. Yeah, I uh, was in the military. I know what I'm looking at. N- no, no, you weren't.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, let me tell you about this real quick before we take a break and step out just a moment. Uh, UFO exp- uh, UFO expert absolutely floored by a revelation from Obama Library. The news comes uh, amid unprecedented series of disclosures about UFOs. A leading researcher into government secrets says he may have found the jackpot of documents on potential extraterrestrial encounters. John Greenwald Jr., who operates the Black Vault, a website dedicated to revealing declassified government documents obtained through the Freedom of Information Act, said that he asked the Obama Presidential Library for anything it has on UFOs, uh, and what he got back left him absolutely floored. Unfortunately, Greenwald said, he won't get any of those documents and electronic files anytime soon. He followed up by saying that he that the, the library wrote him and said that he wouldn't be able to view any documents in person and estimated it would take 16 years to fulfill his FOIA request. That is how much material they have. I mean, there's a time limit on it, but they have so much material, it will be 16 years before they can f- uh, fulfill that request. Um, Greenwald uh, is the author of several books, including Inside the Black Vault, The Government's Secrets Revealed, which reportedly involved collecting some 8,000 Freedom of Information Act uh, requests. Although it's not clear what might be uh, contained in the Obama Library documents or contain previously known information, the sheer, vo- the sheer volume of content is uh enticing researchers and ufo enthusiast. We're gonna take a break and step away with the mysterious Appalachia Mountains with Seth and David and we will be back to close everything out. You're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum.
2: Welcome to the mysterious Appalachian Mountains with Seth and David. And uh I want to thank Russ Kellett from the UK, UFO researcher, UFO hunter, Russ Kellett for being on and uh yeah for co-hosting the segment man and uh yeah but we're definitely uh appreciate russ for being on and russ is a great guest and a great guy i definitely appreciate him co-hosting shout out to russ kellett and uh david how's it feel to be back man
3: oh it feels good seth feels good bud trying to get recovered and back on the road and get back out in the woods
2: do some bigfoot hunting that's right (laughs) Absolutely, man. And uh, man, I'm gonna tell you what, man. I got a weird story for you, and it's actually not from an article or any report or anything. It's actually a sighting of my own that I seen. Oh wow! When did this happen? Uh, two weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm definitely interested. Absolutely, man. Do you know where uh, Letcher County is? Uh, not quite sure. It's next to uh Harlan, Knott County, and stuff. Okay. Pine yeah. Mountain. That's where Pine Mountain's at. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I know where that is. Yeah. Letch County, uh it's a it's a pretty place, man. But yeah, man, I was coming into a town called Isom. Awesome. Have you here to that place? I have not. Oh, okay. It's a it's a little town. Damn. Uh it's before you get to Whitesburg, which is the uh I guess you would say the big city. It's the biggest city in Lech County. It's not a big city, but it's the biggest city in Letch County. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah their population's like 2000 or something but anyways 100%. man was coming down the road which is going down a hill into uh awesome and looked up on a mountain above where the road is and stuff yeah there's a bunch of mountains this is the Appalachian Mountains man
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah I mean there's mountains everywhere and uh you don't think you're gonna see anything just looking around but uh Behind a tree, seen a flying thing that looked like a submarine with windows and a real bright light. Couldn't see the whole entire thing, though, because it was behind a tree up on top of a big mountain. Right. Wow. I'm going to tell you something that Russ Kellett told me. I told him about that. The same aliens that abducted him have a submarine top flying you you're flying thing that they fly ufo really? yep.
3: huh yeah it sounds a lot like uh you've heard of the tic-tac videos right uh yeah that's a kind of a submarine looking thing uh except you can't really see windows and i think the fighter pilots and stuff caught it on uh thermal or something um yeah that's 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 pretty amazing uh I've also heard another account uh, describing almost the same exact thing you're describing, but it was at a lake. Um, I can't remember where that lake was, but uh, yeah, the guy said it came down the shoreline out of the tree line, came down the shoreline, said it looked like a submarine, had portholes in it like windows and um,
2: pretty much scared that guy to death out on the lake by himself. Boy, uh, It's funny how you say that, man. This is actually a couple probably – five, six miles from a lake here in Knott County. Hmm, I'll have to go back and do
3: some uh, – see if I can figure out what lake that was at. Uh, maybe it's something – maybe it's close to, close to where that was at.
2: This lake is a car lake around here. There has been people uh, – Earl, who was a Bigfoot researcher here in Knott County. Uh, I know you know – you kind of – you've heard Earl on my podcast and stuff and on here before right. – uh, He sadly passed away and definitely prayers go out to his family, man. Miss Earl every day. He had a UFO sighting at the lake. He lived close to the lake and he was on his way home from work and seen a UFO flying across from up in the sky across the lake.
3: Wow. Yeah. I've seen a couple of UFOs myself. Um, didn't, didn't quite look like that. What I saw were two, two total different things. Um, One was actually just a uh, silver sphere that was going across the sky. And uh, me and a friend were out at work. It was broad daylight, too, about nine o'clock in the morning at work. We saw this go by. Uh, It was pretty incredible just seeing that. We had, you know, we had never seen anything like that before. Then the other one I saw was actually uh, looked like a football field flying all the stadium lights. Uh up here in Indiana, we have a lot of patchwoods. Uh we call because we had the cornfields and you know, got little patchwoods here and there. This thing went behind, you know, it's as big as a football field, every bit of it. Went behind one of those patchwoods and never came back out again. That was probably the most strangest thing I've ever seen far as UFOs go.
2: Wow. What uh Earl <laughs> seen was a uh white light, just a white light, like a little small white light in the sky. Hmm.
3: Almost sounds like
2: some of the orbs that are uh affiliated with Bigfoot sometimes, huh? Yeah. Funny thing is there's been some Bigfoot sightings in the Cars Fork Lake area. Wow. Yeah, I did I uh as soon as I get back on
3: my feet, uh, I'm gonna be giving you a call and we'll get down there and we'll go do some uh running around, see what we can, you know, peep out and maybe we can find some good Bigfoot evidence down in there somewhere.
2: Yeah, definitely when the warms up, man. It is Cold as can be. it's a little chilly, isn't it? Yeah, it's very chilly, man. We get snow, like it. Come a big rain the other day, man, and then the morning it snowed like a coating. It was weird.
3: Yeah, yeah, we, was we got a storm. pretty good snowstorm, and then
2: we got rain after that. So we was having of like thunderstorms the night before, and then the next morning it was snow. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that funny how weather is? <laughs> Kentucky weather, man. That's right. Definitely yeah. So, how
3: long did you see this uh, thing flying? Two to three seconds. Two to three seconds. What did it do? Just blink out, or just lost sight of it?
2: It uh, it just moved the other direction, man, and went away. Yeah. Couldn't see all of it though, because it was behind a pig trees. Uh, I mean, multiple trees. It was behind. It acted like it was definitely trying to hide from something. I'm not sure what it was trying to hide from. Maybe. Like Russ Kellett says, man, our uh, our government knows about these things and is fighting with them, fighting a war with the aliens. Uh, there's
3: a hundred percent guarantee they know about them. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Oh, absolutely!
2: I believe uh, they're in war with them.
3: Yeah i i I would have to hear some more on that. I mean, <laughs> I like to know how the war is being fought. That kind of thing. Um, what are, what are what are their agenda for being here and, and having a war going on with us? That'd be a, a, a big question I'd have. What's the agenda?
2: Maybe they're trying to keep their race alive, man. I don't know.
3: It's a possibility. You know, that's a big theory. You know, one of the big theories on Bigfoot itself, um, you know, transplanted here and they're actually flourishing. It's uh, something to think about for sure. Definitely, man.
2: And, uh, yeah, man. So, what reports have you heard of uh, lately?
3: As far as
2: UFOs? Yeah, UFOs, Bigfoot, Dogman, everything.
3: Uh, well, you know, I've been kind of, t- honestly, uh, I've been taking a little bit of break here, Seth. I haven't been around a whole lot uh, here in the last two, three weeks. Um, probably the most recent thing I heard was an account down um, and Cherokee Lake in Eastern Tennessee, <laughs> a guy was after, actually out there fishing and, uh, and him and his friend were fishing out there and actually had one on the bank, uh, raising all kinds of havoc with them right at, on Cherokee Lake down there below Clinch Mountain in Eastern Tennessee. That's probably the, 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 the newest one I've heard so far. Um, get back into full gear here. I'll have a lot more for you.
2: Definitely, man. Definitely, uh, look forward to hearing some more stories from you and I can't wait till you get out there and are able to get out there and do some Bigfoot hunting and uh, UFO yeah. hunting, dog band hunting, every <laughs> thing hunting pretty much.
3: That's right. I'm, well, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit for sure. We're scheduled to go down to, uh, uh, we're going down to the Bochito River down in Louisiana, 1st of April. We're going to be down there. Uh, got a couple fairly recent Bigfoot reports down there and also some dogman sightings. So we're going to be down there messing around and uh, getting out in the woods down in
2: Louisiana and see what we can find. Absolutely, man. Sounds very exciting and uh, definitely can't wait to hear some stories after that trip. For sure. I'm sure I'll have some. Absolutely, man. It was good to have you back. And uh, I want to thank Russ Kellett for co-hosting last week. I want to thank David for co-hosting this week and the co-hosting every week. And uh, yeah, this has been the mysterious Appalachian Mountains with Seth and David. Y'all have a good night. You are listening to Here to Brother Gum with me, Simon, Dirty Dan, and Goose. And Simon says, let's get back to the show. Good job, Simon.
0: And the next time you talk to Mr. Seth Amberg, you tell him great job on the mysterious Appalachia mountains with Seth and David. Very, very, very interesting. I always look forward to listening and hearing that on the show.
1: There are some guys out there who are bigger than most and have quite a bit of body hair on them. Uh-huh. And it's just too much of a chore and you feel too bad asking your significant other to shave you. So remember folks, when you go outside you might see Bigfoot, it also could be a dirty Dan just doing barbecue man things
0: okay just remember that. okay serious question and just remember on the radio keep it clean have you ever used nair hair removal yep did it did it did it work
1: ish i have very thick hair
0: okay have you ever braided your back hair no okay
1: i did however lose a bet well, uh, real quick, shameless plug for those of you who are on TikTok, because I don't think we've actually ever mentioned it on the radio show. I don't uh, look, I don't
0: think we have.
1: Look up Dirty Dan 974. Dirty Dan, all one word, numbers 974. Uh, I do do cooking videos, barbecue videos, quick little recipes, made some slapping uh, chicken tender chicken parm in the air fryer the other night. It was. He actually said he would pay for me to open up a food truck. So, Still not going to do it, but just just have that compliment is good enough for me. Um, so that being said, guys, go check out some friends of the show. Go to YouTube. Check out Adventures of Purpose. Go to the website, purpose.com, Be sure to check out tillvalhalaproject.com. Spread the message, spread the word. And don't forget our very special friend of the show, DJ Nicky, and his company, Carbon Capture Shield. Go to carboncaptureshield.com. They are nominated for the X Prize, which is a $100 million deal in the carbon process. Uh, Elon Musk has hopped on board that. It's a worldwide thing. They're doing some great things. Go check them out, spread the word, share some love.
0: Don't forget you can always call, text, or leave a voicemail by calling 606-373-3396. That's 606-373-3396. Or you can email me Goose at here to com, Dirty Dan at here or Rebecca at HereToChewBubblegum.com. Have a good week. Help someone if you're able to, and as always, pay it forward. Until next time, this is Goose reminding you to succeed, you need to find someone something to hold on to, something to motivate you, and something to inspire you. Have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Here to Chew Bubble Dump. Tune in next time as we dive deeper into things the government doesn't want us to know.